welcome to the John Brown University Chapel Podcast, recorded in the historic Cathedral of the Ozarks in Salem Springs, Arkansas. This week's chapel speaker was Juan Carlos Rodriguez. Mr. Rodriguez is Assistant Professor of Mechanical Engineering at John Brown University. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Juan Carlos Rodriguez. I'm a professor of mechanical engineering uh, here at JBU. JBU is a very special place for me, and today I'm excited to share with you some meditations regarding the fruit of the Spirit. Specifically, I will be talking about faithfulness. Before anything, uh, let me give you some general remarks. Uh, when we talk about fruit, we know there must be a tree to start off, right? The fruit comes from within the tree. So do not think that attaining the fruit of the Spirit is about outward behavior modification. The fruit of the Spirit will come when God changes you from the inside out. The fruit of the Spirit is not primarily about changing your behavior, outward behavior. You should not look at this list and think, I should do this so God likes me. If I do this, I'm going to deserve something from God. If I do these and those, I will get what I want from God. Um, you should not look at this list and just power through the virtues that Paul is referring to. For fruit to be born, it must come out from its union with a branch, and the branch must be united with the vine. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, says Jesus in John 15, 4. The fruit of the Spirit is about heart transformation. Always remember that in the Bible, being is way, way more important than doing. When you are transformed, the fruit of the Spirit comes out of you because it reveals your inner nature. Okay, so... Back to our word for today. Faithfulness is the virtue that God shares with us, which allows us to stay the course no matter what. In my mind, faithfulness has two aspects. It helps us finish walking the path that God has set before us. And secondly, it's not only about finishing the path, but it is finishing it well knowing that along the way you always strive for excellence. In other words, if you're a builder, faithfulness is not only finishing the building, but also making sure that every brick, that every plumbing line, that every wall, every column is installed with excellent craftsmanship. So, let us flesh uh, faithfulness out a bit more. The best place to start is with God Himself. Faithfulness has to do with being reliable, being a person one can count on. When God passes in front of Moses in Exodus 34, God describes Himself with several attributes, one of these being faithfulness. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love, and faithfulness. That's in Exodus 34, 6. 
The word there for faithfulness can also be translated as true and right. A contemporary phrase would be to stay true to something or someone. God stays true to himself and us all throughout Scripture. He accomplishes all that he promises. You can be sure he will accomplish whatever he has promised. There is only truth in him, and therefore any word that he has spoken is true and firm. You can take any promise of God to the bank. There has never been any promise that he has not fulfilled, and there will never, never be one. Right after the first sin, God promised the son of the woman was going to crush the snake's head. Years later, you see Jesus fulfilling that promise. There are over 300 prophecies about the Messiah, all of them fulfilled in Jesus. God promised Abraham that through him all the families of the earth would be blessed. This promise started being fulfilled in the Old Testament through Israel and through non-Jewish people who came to trust God. And of course, we see this promise more clearly being fulfilled as the gospel of the cross and the kingdom reaches the Gentile nations and eventually to us. Lastly, God remains faithful to His beloved. He remains faithful to His children, to His bride. Think of the many times Israel and you and I decided to, to worship other gods. Israel and us decided we were going to trade the living God for idols who are not gods. In Jeremiah 2, the Bible describes this trade-off as appalling, as causing shuddering among the angels and great horror. And yet, God gives us the image of the process Hosea. If you remember, Hosea's wife was a prostitute, and yet God told him to marry her. They lived happily for some time, and then his wife runs away from home and goes back to being a prostitute. And God tells Hosea to go to the slave's market and buy her, redeem her once more from her misery. That is the God who loves us, is committed to finish the work He started in us. He is committed to taking us the full distance. He is committed to keep loving us, not for what we have done, but to remain faithful to who He is and what He has promised. So, we stay true to Him who has called us to His marvelous light. We stay true to our relationship with Him and others. We stay true, we stay authentic to our families, to our friends, to our spouses, and to our church. Just as He stays stays faithful to us. Have you been praying for a long time for somebody to come to know God? You must faithfully continue to pray. Have you been praying for deliverance of some physical, emotional, or mental brokenness? You continue to knock on God's door. Do you battle confusion or unbelief? You must continue to search the depths of God 
for peace and sanctuary. You continue to be faithful in these things because God is faithful to you. If you have given your life to God, if you have repented of your sins and the Spirit lives in you, think back and try to think, try to find one single time God has been unfaithful to you. May His past faithfulness to you fuel your future faithfulness to Him. Lastly, let me give you one real-life example. There's a great trip sponsored by SMLT in January. Probably not going to happen this year, but every year uh, they go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I've had the privilege of leading uh, this trip a few times. In this trip, we partner with an organization called John 316. This is a ministry started as a homeless shelter uh, for North and Downtown Tulsa. And now they also serve families, children, and the community of North Tulsa in general. If you're from Tulsa, you probably know that North, North Tulsa is not considered the best part of town. It is a very poor and dangerous area. The first time I was part of the trip, uh, the team and I met with, with one of the pastors at John 316. He told us how when he moved to North Tulsa to start working in this ministry, many of his relatives and friends in South Tulsa, which is the nice part of town, asked him if he was sure about what he was doing. They asked him to reconsider moving uh, to North Tulsa because of his family. Questions about his family's safety were common, and also about what kinds of education his kids would be getting in the North school districts. He taught us some powerful lessons. He said he was sure that God was calling him to move to North Tulsa and work with those communities. He said remaining faithful to God was more important than his family's safety or education. He said if God was calling him to go there, God also had a plan for his family to be there. He said he trusted that the ultimate, the ultimate protector of his family was God and not him. The ultimate teacher for his daughters was God. And he was sure God wanted to teach his daughters lessons that they would have never learned by staying in school in South Tulsa. He finished saying this, God has not called me to be rich or to have a, a nice house or a nice car. He has called me to be faithful to what He has given me. God has not called me to be successful. He was called me to be faithful. God has not called me to be safe. He has called me to be faithful. God has not called me to be famous. He has called me to be faithful. God has not called me to be a popular pastor. He has called me to be faithful. I alluded to this at the beginning, but let me be more explicit right now. The only way you will produce the fruit of the Spirit is by a transformation from the inside out. This is super important, especially uh, in, in, uh, in this context. Many of you know how to speak Christianese. You know that the right answer to any question in Sunday school is Jesus. You know what music to listen to, and you know what music you shouldn't listen to. 
This does not make you a follower of Jesus. Being in a garage doesn't make you into a car, right? Well, being a church does not make you a Christian either. Transformation must take place uh, for this to happen. But some of you have never wept for your sins. Some of, some of you have never wept uh, for more of Jesus in your life. You've never put God's glory before your personal safety or your personal reputation. You don't have any energy or desire for Jesus. If this is you, you have to know. The fruit of the Spirit is not where you start. You start by giving up your sins and your idols. They have only led you to empty promises anyways. You start by chopping the tree and letting Jesus plant a new one. You start by embracing the cross and gazing at your Savior. That is where your life will end and you will find a new one. God is pleading with you right now to be reconciled with Him through the faithful work of Jesus Christ. If you have given your life to Jesus, the Bible tells us that God is forming in you the full stature of the perfect man, Jesus Christ. But the question is, how do we get there? The answer given in 2 Corinthians 3.18 is to gaze upon the glory of God and we will be transformed from one degree of freedom to another. So when you behold the glory of God, when you shut the door of your room and enter in that intimacy with God, when you open the scripture and ask God, and ask God for a fresh word from Him, when you see who God is in Jesus Christ, you will be changed from glory to glory. In time, you will start seeing joy, peace, love, faithfulness spring from your heart like rivers of living water. So let's do that for a minute. Jesus was faithful to not hold on to being God and became a servant in the likeness of man. Jesus was, was faithful to show us God's character when he was born in a manger instead of a throne. Jesus was being faithful in traveling and preaching the message uh, God had given him, even so that he did not have a house. The Bible says he did not even have a pillow to rest his head. Jesus was faithful to the Father's plan that he did not get rid of Judas for three years, even in the last minutes. Jesus was faithful in being tempted in everything but not commit any sin. He was faithful to say, let your will be done and not mine. He was faithful that when asked in the garden to reveal himself, he could have hid, but he said, I am. He was faithful by not calling upon thousands of angels to come to his aid. He was faithful to let his body be flogged, punched, mocked. He was faithful to carry the cross you and I should have carried. He was faithful that even when he was being killed, he asked God to forgive the people who were responsible. He was faithful to keep his promise and rise in the third day. So let's put this in practice right now in the middle of this pandemic. 
when you see Jesus faithfully carrying the cross for you, His Spirit will help you to be faithful, to love your neighbor by wearing a mask. When you can see, when you can see Jesus' faithfulness for you to let His body be disfigured to the point of no recognition, by His Spirit, you can certainly stay six feet away from each other. Even though you love each other, stay six feet away. If you see God fulfilling all the, prom all the prophecies of the Messiah, you can remain faithful to trust He has a purpose for this pandemic in your life right now. When you see Jesus, Jesus faithfully giving up many of His divine privileges to become a man, His Spirit will help you to temporarily give up personal freedoms for the sake of your neighbors. The more you see Jesus being faithful in submitting to the Father over and over, the more you will be able to be like Him. We can be faithful to whatever God has put in front of us in this pandemic, as long as we keep staring at Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So, what is God putting in, in your path right now that requires supernatural faithfulness? Whatever it is, do not start by doing. Start by gazing upon Him, and by His Spirit you will find what you need to be faithful to Him, to you and to others. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this time that you have given us. Thank you because you have remained faithful to us in the, in the, in the good times, in the bad times. And uh, we pray that you may help us to remain faithful to you just as you have remained faithful to us. We pray all these things in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the John Brown University Chapel Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and we'd love it if you'd leave us a review.